At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You're tuned into a supersized mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. The last show before Brad and I, Bradley Sal, that is, take a week-long break for Christmas. But boy, oh boy, do we have plenty to talk about, because Ole Miss on Wednesday did work in football recruiting. What a day! Not a lot of surprises, in a very good way. We're going to cover all of it, including many, many other topics in this mailbag edition, supersized mailbag edition of Talk of Champions, after I tell you briefly about my bookie a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. It's the most wonderful time of a year that can't end soon enough. We all deserve a win. We all deserve a little extra money in our pocket. And we all deserve to have a little fun. The only place you're guaranteed to get all three is my bookie. They're the only sports book that doesn't care whether you were naughty or nice this year. They've got gifts for everyone. Bet NFL, NBA, all your favorite college sports and more. Sign up today and receive the ultimate stocking stuffer, a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's a great place to start, but we all know Christmas is about what's under the tree. And at MyBookie, that means huge deposit bonuses, epic giveaways, and free contests. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, TOC, and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to MyBookie to make the most of the holidays this year and strut into 2021 with cash in your pocket. This winner bet the best. Bet with MyBookie. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. And just like that, the easiest drama-free National Signing Day that I've covered in my 12 years covering Ole Miss sports has come and gone. And Ole Miss football landed the number 18 class in the country, number seven in the SEC. And the only surprises, if we can call them that, that occurred on Wednesday were good surprises. MJ Daniels flipped from Mississippi State to Ole Miss. It was fun, however, for certain rival beat reporters, just one in particular, and you all know who I'm referencing here. Have to backtrack some of the stuff he said, derogatory things he said, about a number of people on this beat and their sources. Nobody loves to beat their chest when they're right and cower when they're wrong like this one person. But what a day for Ole Miss football, Brad. How you doing? Good, man. What's up, Ben? What did you think about Wednesday? Um, obviously, man, I mean, we, we hit, it's very, it's, I'm with you. It's been a long time since I've seen us really um, you know, just basically have a drama free. We hit everybody that, that I thought we were going to get there. Maybe one guy still out there, two guys that, that, that I'd like to get or, or, or like to pick up. But for the most part, man, I mean, we were, we did as good as, as we could expect if, if not a little bit better. So, um, awesome day, top 25, top 20 class. Um, so I mean, you got, got to be excited about that. Like I said, I've been doing this for 12 years, national signing days that are boring as far as Ole Miss. I don't have any experience with other National Signing Days elsewhere. If it's boring for Ole Miss, that usually spells doom. That means it's been a really bad day that Ole Miss has missed out on all of its remaining targets. This was a boring National Signing Day in the most positive way possible because all the things Ole Miss thought was going to happen, happened. 
MJ Daniels was obviously the big, big news, but Markavius Brown, a four-star cornerback out of Florida, no drama. Ole Miss expected to sign him. They signed him. There wasn't any, oh, so-and-so is making a push, a late push for this kid. And that was what was so fun to see, that Ole Miss fans from start to finish could just enjoy the day, enjoy the spoils of one of the most impressive full-year recruiting efforts of any Ole Miss staff ever. And I don't use that in any type of hyperbolic way. I mean it. With everything that was against Lane Kiffin and staff, to put this class together like they did was just incredibly impressive because they didn't get to have any of these kids on campuses for visits. They didn't get to visit any of these kids in person. They recruited all year with their hands tied behind their back as a first-year staff, many of which came from recruiting territories and down to the South that really weren't conducive to landing prospects down here. To pull a kid from Philly to Oxford, Mississippi, and Ole Miss with no in-person contact, doing everything pretty much over Zoom, it's an impressive feat. And that's why if you're an Ole Miss fan today, on this Thursday, a day after National Signing Day, you should be pumped. Because imagine what they can do with all of the tools of recruiting at their disposal next year and the year after that, assuming that Lane Kiffin is still in town. Yeah, I mean, what they did this year was very impressive, like you're saying. They, they, they literally couldn't even get a kid on campus, and that's the one thing that sells Ole Miss is campuses. And when you come here, it's, it's got a really cool feel. Obviously, the square, everything going around. I mean, it, it's a really cool college town. So they, none of these kids even got to experience that. So whenever they get here, they're really going to be – you know, they're really going to be happy with their decision. But, I mean, think about think about next year whenever I expect us to have a really good team. Guys can hopefully, hopefully COVID's, you know, under control. Guys can come in, um, visit Ole Miss. We've got a good team, a good product on the field. I think the standard next year is a top 10 class, no doubt. It's just, just based off what they did this year. I fully expect us to be in the top 10 next year. And, and with us winning and, and everything going the right track, I, I see that being a trend as long as Lane's here. And almost is putting a good product on the field. I mean, I, I see them pulling in an even bigger class next year, which will be which will be outstanding. The media met with Lane Kiffin over Zoom on Wednesday after the signing class was announced. This is what he had to say about Ole Miss's 2021 signing class. Uh, we have 23 signees, three junior college kids, a really good part of 16 mid years. As we know, we need defensive help. We watched our games this year, you know that, and so. We knew we needed to sign defensive players, especially defensive line and secondary, you know, with a lot of returning linebacker numbers that we have. Of the 13 defensive players so far, 11 of those guys are mid-years, which is huge because if we need guys to help next year, obviously them being here next month, some of them even being here next week for bowl practices um, will be huge. I think it's a really good class. I think our assistant coaches did a really good job, just made the most of situation that we were in and I think with that being said you know to sign a top 20 class you know you gotta give a lot of credit to our recruiting people and um and our assistant coaches that was Lane Kiffin this is talk of champions a supersized mailbag edition of talk of champions we've got a lot of questions to get to he's Bradley South former Ole Miss offensive lineman eight-year NFL vet I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter right for the Ole Miss Spirit omspirit.com and affiliate of 247 sports if you haven't already subscribed rate review talk of champions on iTunes and when you do leave a five-star review doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. Also available in SoundCloud and Spotify, just simply search Talk of Champions. We're going to be off all next week. But then the week after, coming back with Bo Wallace, who was supposed to be on the show on Monday, and then Ben Mintz and a couple of other people. But I thought the only way to go to break was a supersized mailbag recruiting-centric edition of Talk of Champions. And y'all delivered with well over 40 questions that we have to answer in this hour plus of Talk of Champions. Before we jump into the mailbag, though, Brad, I wanted to ask you, who in this class, we know the big, heavy-hitting guys in this class, the highly-ranked guys in this class, but who in this class do you really, really like that isn't necessarily a totally blow-your-socks-off recruit? I'd say it's it's hands-down either Buck Holter or J.J. Henry. I mean, the, J.J. Henry, I, I watched quite a bit of film on him, man. He is he already he moves like he's – his routes, and he moves already like he's in college, a sophomore in college. I truly believe there's a chance he'll be in the slot next year or have a chance to, to, to fill to fill in in the slot if, if he comes in and can grasp the plays and 
and um, you know get it going. But I I really like him or Buck Holter really um, really stepping in there and, and and helping us at wide receiver. Those are big needs. And then if you look down at some of these JUCO D linemen, um, you know I, I think the kid's name's Green and and the the other kid from um, honestly Iton or however you say his last name. Guys like that are just so valuable for for our needs. I mean those those are going to be good experienced guys coming in. And, um, you know, re- really helping out a, a big need for us. So I think we address a, a lot of defensive need and we got some some absolute studs on the on defense. So and, and on top of that, we're going to add a good tight end. Um, Yeboah's replacement and, and a Moore's replacement, I think, is is in this class potentially. Maybe not to that standard next year, but the year after they should be they should be well on their way to being being what those guys were. And they've got room. They're going to add transfers. Both Brad and I know the tight end transfer target that they're going after and I think have pretty much wrapped up, but we can't divulge that information right now. I wish we could because I'm excited about them. If it does happen, if it does pop, it's going to be a fun podcast. Let's just put it that way. But they've they've got room, plenty of room for the spring once the transfer portal blows up like it's going to. Already a record number of kids are in the portal this early. Ole Miss has a game on Saturday, by the way, against LSU. It feels so weird that Ole Miss just got off of the early signing period and is turning around and playing a game. I completely forgot about that, too. They play LSU on Saturday. But real quick, what does Ole Miss recruiting have left? Malik McClain, four-star wide receiver, he's going to announce on Friday. Trevin Wallace, I don't think he's going to be an Ole Miss Rebel. Jordan Mako is a JUCO offensive tackle, 6'5", 335, Ole Miss is all over him, but he won't decide, I don't think, until February. He's potentially um, the, the the right tackle next year, so he's got to look at that as, hey, I think he has a he has an immediate starting spot at right tackle. Um, so I, th- I think th- there's a chance we get him. And Tywan Malone, I mean, he's the he's the best recruit. If we get him, he's hands down the best recruit in this class. He's um, he's immediate starter at D line. He is he's he'll be by far. I've watched quite a bit of film on him. He is an absolute animal. Um, I love the way he moves. He's 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 the best recruit in this class if we get him. Isaiah Iton is my favorite prospect in the whole class. JUCO kid. I agree. He's built well, man. He he that dude is he's he's pretty yoked up. I'm excited to see him off the edge. Uh, Malone is, I mean, he's, he's ranked high for a reason. I mean, he's, he's very, very good football player. Well, Malone could actually pop this week. And if it does, it's Ole Miss. Ole Miss is still in good position to climb even further, but 18th, number seven in the SEC. Consider this a month ago, a month ago, almost was in the seventies in recruiting rankings. I would contend it's the best close because of how clean the close was. There wasn't drama. What we said was happening happened. There wasn't, oh, well, yeah, MJ Daniels, he's about to flip, but, oh, man, couldn't catch a ride to his signing day press conference. Or he's cut off contact with Ole Miss. No one can get in touch with his mom. None of that stuff. It was clean. It was crisp. Boring usually means for Ole Miss that they struck out on everybody, like they did last year. And Lane Kiffin went in last year at his early signing day press conference, and he was in a mood. Only lasted about four minutes. Just had nothing for anybody. It was a little different on Wednesday. The mood was totally different. He was having fun. He was yucking it up. He was enjoying the back and forth with reporters. Some really dumb questions. Honestly, anybody really thinks Luke Altmaier is going to come in and push Matt Corral? That's not going to happen. Who would ask that? Why would you ask that question? The whole point is to have Luke come in and learn behind Matt for a year, redshirt, and then take over once Matt leaves. I thought that was obvious. Anyway, it was a good day on Wednesday. Lane Kiffin was in a good mood. Ole Miss fans in a good mood. Hell, we're in a good mood. That's why it's time to open up the Modern Woodman mailbag. But before we do, let's hear from BNA Bank and Modern Woodman. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Are you tired of working nine to five for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else? Well, our sponsor of the Talk of Champions phone line is Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, and he's looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary, but you do have to be a resident of Mississippi. And what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and who wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits, such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. 
For more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas personally. You can find him on Facebook, or his number is 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. That's Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, keep it up. Movies are great. Opening up the Modern Woman mailbag here on Talk of Champions, a supersized mailbag edition of Talk of Champions to round out the week before Christmas break. Because we're going to take the whole Christmas week off. And then we'll be back full speed ahead into 2021. And please, God, let 2021 be an improvement over what's going to be, without a doubt, the worst year any of us ever go through. It's been an awful year. But at least Wednesday, if you're an Ole Miss fan, was a nice reprieve from a pretty miserable year. But we look forward to it, Talk of Champions, pushing through to 2021 with all this recruiting momentum and Ole Miss momentum and everything else, maybe coming off of an LSU win, going into bowl season, maybe it's the Gator Bowl, the Music City Bowl. They're going to go bowling regardless of outcome on Saturday. It's going to be fun. I'm going to throw most of these questions to Brad. He's the expert. He's the one you tune in to listen to. This might be the Brad Sowell. Do people call you Brad or Bradley? It depends, man. I mean, it's a, it's, I get a mix. So I just stop even, um, even, even, you know, preferring anything because people call me everything. So did it um, used to bother you? Name. No, it's more the last name. People call people have always called me soul or Sewell or whatever. It's just Sowell. Like I've always, always called you Brad. I've now just thought about this. As we're doing this in real time, I've never realized before that I've always just called you Brad. Yeah, it's it's all over the place. I don't I mean, I don't even pay attention, to be honest with you. All right, B-Rad. Here we go. Hard-nosed 15, blue-collared, comma, hard-nosed. This person is kicking us off. I know you don't pay attention to recruiting too much. He's talking to me, which is true. I still get the information, though. It's kind of fun when your sources that you built over 10 years still talk to you about this stuff, even though you don't cover recruiting. But who is your two or three favorite recruits out of this class that is committed or leaning towards Ole Miss, Brett? I think Malone is obviously, I think he's, he'll be the best recruit in this class. Um, I really like J.J. Henry just for the, the simple fact that he can replace Elijah Moore rather quickly. And then, um, you know, I'm kind of on that offensive tackle. Um, I forgot his last name, but he's the one that, that's on the fence um, with us. I think he could be a good replacement for, um, for Royce Newman. So those are, those are my three that I, that I really like to get. And then I think you finish out with McLean. Malone and, and that tackle, and I think you have an outstanding, you know, as good a class as Ole Miss can expect to get. Isaiah Iton, Tysheem Johnson, Hudson Wolf. Those are my favorite guys. I think Tysheem Johnson, as a true freshman, could be good enough to come in here and push to start. I think he's a headhunter, and I know Chris Partridge and company had him atop their board from day one, and that was one heck of a recruiting win. You should go look at the offer sheet. It's really impressive. Tis the season to be sharky at a Harvstar. Number one, what are the top three Little Debbie snack cakes, and why is number one Christmas tree cakes? <laughs> People love these food questions. The Christmas tree cake is um, by far the the best. By but far. I, mean, I think, think it's just a sawed-off zebra cake, though. You know, like I really think it's the same thing as a zebra cake. <laughs> it's I think true. It's just a Christmas tree. So um, They just put sprinkles on a zebra that, cake. I'm, yeah. No, no doubt. It's it's just a it's just the holiday zebra cake, um, little Debbie cakes, and then I'm going with like the um, there's like a star crunch is pretty good. Um, oh, then maybe the no milk cream pie. Boom, you killed it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Number two, multicolored Christmas lights or white slash yellow lights. Um, so when I was a kid, I really liked the the multicolor, and now that I um now that I have like a home and like it has like a theme to it, you know, it has like a color where my wife is like real big on like the the white lights and like making it look real classy. So I guess, I guess I'm white light now, but back when I was raised real poor and we used to just do our own Christmas lights and just, you know, staple shit all over our house. Um, I was a total multicolor, probably some, no, no telling what, what we used to put on our house when we were young, but um, yeah, maybe some icicles, multicolor icicles or something. My family, when I was growing up and my family now, wife and kids, I have always believed in the combination of multicolored lights and yellow lights. I didn't know anybody else did anything else until I got older and realized, oh, wait, some people just use white lights on a tree. 
or white lights outside. It's always been a mixture for me. I just thought that's how you did it. Tyler Layer at Layer underscore Tyler. Brandon Buckhalter's ability to make plays after the catch is very similar to A.J. Brown, something Bradley Sal said a couple of days ago. Despite this, if Ole Miss loads up with Malik McLean and J.J. Henry, do you think this staff will have him on defense as David Johnson spoke of him being willing to play wherever? Um, I, th- I think that'll sort itself out. I mean, these guys have got to get here. Um, I mean, the same deal. Like, what do you do with MJ Daniels? I mean, same deal. I mean, he, he can play defense or offense. Once they get going and kind of see where needs are and see where, um, you know, where, where, where these guys look fluid, they'll, they'll, they'll definitely have a better, you know, knowledge of these guys once they see him move. And then, then they'll sort them out. You know, there's a, you can never have enough great athletes. You can always find a position somewhere. They'll know right away whether or not they're better you know, defensively or offensively, you'll, you'll see how fluid they are in routes, catching the ball. There's a lot that goes into that. So these guys will all find a place somewhere. They're all great athletes. So we'll just have to see once the, once the coaches sort them out. And, and there will probably be a guy or two in this class that, that ends up playing and playing a certain position you would have never thought and ends up being a baller. So never fails. There's always, there's always um, you know, it's, it's always a little different after the fact. There's going to be a good debate from the wide receivers coach and from the DB's coach, be it Terrell Buckley, if he thinks of Brandon Buckhalter as a corner, or Chris Partridge, if he thinks of him as a safety, on where he ends up to start. Not that he'll stay there forever, but where he'll start. He's got really good ball skills, well put together, 6'2", 6'3", 185, 190, around there. I think he profiles really well as a next-level, I'm talking NFL potential cornerback, but he does have true wide receiver skills. But when you load up like Ole Miss is potentially going to do at that position, it changes things. Because not every wide receiver can be a cornerback or a safety. Brandon Buckhalter did both in high school. He did everything in high school. Jared Robinson at Jared underscore R25. The basketball team shows potential to be really good this year. Seems like there are a lot of players on offense that do not know their role yet. How long do you think it will take for the team to look more cohesive on offense? I'll take this one because Brad has no clue. I don't think that the players don't know what their roles are. I think they absolutely know what they want to do on offense. They're running, first and foremost, an inside-out game with Devontae Shuler and Romello White. Romello White, far and away, the best big Kermit Davis has had in his three years at Ole Miss. In my opinion, the best big, true big, true post since Reggie Buckner and Murphy Holloway. That's where it starts. The problem is... Ole Miss hasn't shown an ability with its role players. Luis Rodriguez, Matthew Morrell, Austin Crowley, Jarkel Joyner. Once Devontae drives or they get the single post touch in that motion offense that Kermit runs and then kick out to open threes, these are wide open threes and they're missing them. Before last night against Middle Tennessee State, I think Matthew Morrell, Austin Crowley, and Jarkel Joyner were a combined one for 20 from three. That's not going to stay that way. And it'll eventually even out. Hottie Toddy at Jenny underscore Moyer. Please lay out the Bolitnikoff award case for Devonta Smith versus our own superhero, Elijah Moore, a.k.a. Smasher of Records, a.k.a. the savior of the program, a.k.a. he who peed. Listen, Elijah Moore definitely deserved, but you're talking about Alabama wide receiver here. I mean, it's just an Ole Miss player is never going to win anything over an Alabama player due to the fact all the, you know, how good the team is, how good their team is. Um, you know, what it looks like for Alabama compared to Ole Miss. So, I mean, uh, unfortunately, it's, it'll likely go to Smith. But, I mean, I think in a full season, Elijah Moore pushes it a little bit more. But anytime we're talking about Alabama player, they're, they're giving him the benefit of the doubt, and everybody knows that. The kid deserves it. Let's give him his credit. He does deserve it. Both of them deserve it. So you can't go wrong with either pick. Devontae Smith does have the advantage, I think, of playing more games because Ole Miss is only going to play nine. They're not going to make up the Texas A&M game. And Devontae Smith has put up historic numbers. Both of them have the case. I'm biased. I only see Elijah Moore on a regular basis. I would go with Elijah Moore. If I was more neutral, it'd be a really tough pick. Evan O at Evan LMNOP. We always recruit well offensively, but it's been a while since we have signed an all-around great defensive class. Is this lack of interest in our program from elite defensive players? Are we not offering the right kids? Or has it been poor evaluations by previous staffs? I think this defensive class is really good. Yeah, I think this is one of the best defensive classes we've ever signed uh, outside of maybe, I mean, years ago. Yeah, this has been one of the better ones that, that I've seen us sign, especially in the second year. I would like to see us get, um, you know, a couple linebackers. But but when you look at today's football, 
there's there's a potential for some of these guys that are you know 205 210 to, to be molded into linebacker especially since they're quick and, and can play so I, I think the 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 days of the old traditional linebacker you know the six six two 250 245 I mean that's just I don't know if that's that's what what people are looking at anymore I think they're trying to take a faster guy and put a little weight on him now just just due to the defense they play a lot of the drop eight a lot of the a lot a lot of dbs and stuff so yeah, I mean, I'd like to, I would like to see you know a little bit more of the linebacker, but yeah, this class overall is very solid defensively. Ole Miss signed one, two, three, four, five, six four-star prospects according to two four seven Sports. Three of them were on the defensive side: Tysheem Johnson, Dink Jackson, Markevious Brown. MJ Daniels is ranked according to the two four seven Sports regular rankings, not the composite rankings. He's a four-star. He could end up at safety. I think this is an outstanding defensive class look at the defensive tackles Jamon Gordon one of him or Isaiah Iden or both could come in and start immediately one of those guys is going to start a defensive tackle if you get Tywon Malone in this group it's even better of course they love Demarcus Smith they love Demarco Williams JJ Hawkins is a little bit of a project but they love the way he tested at camp before everything shut down Talik Robbins, they love his athleticism. He's a defensive tackle. Trey Washington, they believe he can step in next year and play special teams at the very least. I think this is a great defensive class. Maybe I'm a little kind of still in the feelings about this class coming off the high that was Wednesday if you're an Ole Miss fan, but I haven't even mentioned Elijah Sabatini, who I think is Cody Pruitt made over. This is a great defensive class. If you're an Ole Miss fan right now, you should be excited. Evan O, you should be excited. Nubby at NubSup69. <laughs> To save Christmas, Bradley has one shot to win an Oklahoma drill. A failure kills Santa Claus. Who is the one player from his college days, Ole Miss or other team, he doesn't want to face? Um, I, I, I want no part and pray, Jerry, whenever he's foaming at the mouth. Um, that, that would have been a tough, a tough Oklahoma drill for sure. Jared Joel at Jared Joel. Will Ole Miss step up and write the checks they have to in order to keep Kiffin in the next three to four years, or will they let him walk to the highest bidder the guy is perfect at slash for Ole Miss right now? Lane Kiffin is not going to be at Ole Miss until he retires. He's not going to be at Ole Miss for 10 years. He's probably not going to be at Ole Miss longer than five years. That's just the type of guy that he is, and there's nothing wrong with that. When you hired Lane Kiffin, you hired a hired gun. And what I mean by that is, you expected him to step in and immediately inject your program with national relevance, winning right now, instant gratification. But what also comes with that package is volatility. So each winner, when coaching jobs come open, especially big ones like Auburn, his name is going to be floated out there. And I'm totally fine with it. It doesn't matter to me, and you shouldn't care about it either. And you know why? Because that means Ole Miss is winning. I have learned something in my 12 years covering Ole Miss football. This sanctimonious stuff that always floats around college football, it's a bunch of nonsense. College football, when you really strip it down, is a bunch of selfish people doing selfish things. I'm selfish. Coaches are selfish. Administrators are selfish. They're looking out for their own self-interest. Players, they're selfish. You have to be because this business, and make no mistake, college football is big business. It's a cutthroat business. So you have to look out for number one. Lane Kiffin is open and honest about that. And everyone crucified me when I would have national analysts or credible guests on this podcast. And I'd ask, is there a job that could tempt Lane Kiffin to leave? And I didn't ask that just to stir something up. There are jobs that would pique his interest. Texas, if it had come open and engaged with Lane Kiffin, it would have interested him in a couple of years if, I don't know, I don't know what that job would be. Maybe it's Miami. This day and age, you don't hire a coach to slowly build things back up. When Hugh Freeze was hired, all of us in the media said, it's going to take a while, guys. Chill out. It's going to take three to five years for Ole Miss to really compete. And boom, seven and six. These days, there's very little patience for building programs. Jeremy Pruitt, they extended him after last year, and there's already talk of firing Jeremy Pruitt. Lane Kiffin is the guy you hire when you expect to win immediately, and that's what Ole Miss has done. Lane Kiffin is never going to not entertain some things. Who cares? 
Ole Miss just signed a hell of a class on Wednesday. Lane Kiffin has Ole Miss football fun, but this is going to be part of the experience, and that is okay. Will Ole Miss open up the checkbooks? Of course it'll try. What matters the most is improving facilities constantly. That's not just, okay, we fix facilities. Now we can wait 10 more years. That's a constant process. Are you providing him the salary pool for his assistance every single year that he needs to feel like he is competing at the highest level? Those are the things that matter. I think he's 12th out of 14 coaches in the SEC as far as yearly salary. So there was some smoke there, real smoke there. Was he ever really going to Auburn? No. But you just need to accept that reality. We'll get right back to Bradley Sal in this mailbag edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you briefly about Cheney's Pharmacy and PropSwap.com, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. The holiday season is the most wonderful time of the year. But with the holiday season comes changes in the weather, family members coming down with colds, whatever it might be. Of course, you want to make sure that you have a safe and sick-free and fun holiday season. But the only way to do that is to ensure that your pharmacy is one that you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years. As red and blue as the rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. Hands down. It's not close. So give Cheney's a call. 662-234-7221. Or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at Cheney'sPharmacy.com. Stay safe and make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy. Much more than just a pharmacy. The newest addition to the Talk of Champions family of advertisers is PropSwap.com. PropSwap.com is an online marketplace where you can buy and sell sports betting tickets. Whether it's a long shot future, a parlay with one game left, or even a straight bet at halftime, PropSwap lets you post your ticket for sale and lock in your money before the event is over. PropSwap is also a great place to purchase tickets from the comfort of your home at better odds than the sports books are offering. Go to PropSwap.com today, register for an account, and enter promo code Biloxi. That's Biloxi, B-I-L-O-X-I, for a deposit match up to $100. Ask Clay Travis, Cousin Sal, or Darren Rovell about the value of PropSwap and add it to your repertoire to make yourself a profitable sports better. PropSwap.com, that's PropSwap, P-R-O-P-S-W-A-P.com, promo code Biloxi. Brody Clayton at Brody Allen. Question for Brad. He doesn't use Bradley, so he's like me. Brad, will you eventually get into coaching, or is that something that doesn't interest you? Um, I think it's something that I, that I could potentially consider one day. Um, I think that just right now, freshly coming off football with teams calling, you know, and, and, and thinking you're done, but just not knowing completely, I would hate to, you know, get into coaching and then have to leave someone out to dry. So that would be something that'll be considered down the road but, but right now where i'm at i don't think so um i, I don't think that i have a whole lot of interest in it at the moment and and i really Ole miss would, would be one of the only places i would consider doing just because i love them but i can't see myself putting the heart into it at, at a school that i don't really have a whole lot of emotional attachment to for, for sure i mean i, I think it would, be, it would be more more um nfl um, coaching or, or or front office before it would be any other college in old miss tis the season to be sharky at harvest star this is totally for me. Would you rather be a character in Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Harry Potter, or another fantasy series? Harry Potter is not even close. When I die, bury me at Hogwarts. Jody Kitchens at jkitchens1810. Assuming next season is, quote, normal and there are no crowd limits. What is your way too early prediction for Grove Bowl attendance? The Grove Bowl is never well attended regardless of enthusiasm. Yeah, this, this, one, this one will be attended for, for a couple reasons. One... Ole Miss does have a lot of excitement. You got Lane Kiffin. They'll find a way to make that game fun, and you want to see all these recruits. And two, holy crap. I mean, how many people miss going to the freaking stadium and actually getting to go to the game? So the Grow Bowl, if they'll allow fans, you know, I think that people want to go just to freaking go and get inside of a stadium and see Ole Miss do something because there's a lot of people that that couldn't go this year that are probably haven't missed games in 20-plus in years and maybe even more than that. So – I think that this year, I think this year that it will actually have a good turnout. Beham Ole Miss Club at Beham Rebel Club. 
Moises Alou peed on his hands for good luck. What is the weirdest pregame ritual you have seen or known of? I would say probably recently the guy from the Packers that dances around the field. Um, he legitly does that. I know, I know they just pointed it out the other day, but there's a guy, I think it's a running back, maybe Jamal Williams. He legit dances around the field for an hour before the game. Like He dances like he's, he's in his bathroom by himself. And um, I thought he was just being funny or just being cocky the first time I saw it. But no, he does this every single week, every time we ever played him. Um, he starts, I mean, he just literally dances the whole and no walking, no nothing, just straight dances, you know, all the way around the field for, for at least an hour, an hour, 15 minutes. And it's super awkward because it's like no one else is around. Always dance like no one's watching. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. What are your keys, Brad, to the game for an Ole Miss victory on Saturday? Um, I think we'll have to, you know, obviously come out with good energy. Um, but but if we do, I'm, I am a little worried about us being sluggish and, and maybe a little bit winded due to COVID and being off for so long. But I think, you know, you come out, play solid offense, and it's going to be more of the same. And if our defense can can get a couple turnovers and and not really give up a ton of rushing yards, which LSU, I mean, they, they have a decent back. So it's going to be tough. But I, I think the key is going to be for defense to step up, get a few turnovers. I think offense will roll. I think offense will play really well. Dave at Gunboat Dave. Brad, no, he said Bradley. This is a thing now. Brad or Bradley, you're going to have to decide at some point. Bradley. It looks like Kiffin was able to close on some huge pieces with this signing class. How huge is that in terms of building a championship-level program? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's huge. I mean, you, you're only – as a coach, you're only as good as your talent a lot of the times. And um, uh, good for Lane, he is a good coach as well. So having having talent could could make him, you know, even crazier and even better um, you know, better coach. But, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, man, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to call it right now. You can mark my date. Y'all think this class is good with with how he pulled this off with not having anyone on campus? Not, I mean, wait till next year whenever you look up and Ole Miss is, is nine or ten wins and um, and the guys are getting to come on campus. I'm telling you, I'm calling for an Ole Miss top ten next year. Austin Fortenberry at Austin Fortin B2. What position group does Ole Miss look for in the transfer portal? I can answer that. Tight end, wide receiver, maybe offensive line. Definitely tight end and wide receiver. Yeah, I can see that. And here's the thing, though, Ben. If you weren't to be very successful in the in the portal this year, I think we did a good job in this recruiting class of 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 not having any dire need. I, th- I think we have enough guys, serviceable guys now, that if we weren't to get a few older guys to come in and give some immediate help, I think I think we did a really good job in recruiting and and fixing some of those needs. So it, it, the, the the portal is nothing more than a bonus this year, outside of tight end. Yeah, I agree. Tight end for sure, but um, you could always find a bigger receiver too and run some of these some of the scheme and then use a block and tight. You can use a multi tight end set. Um, you know, probably isn't ideal. You'd like one that um, you know didn't give away the play, but you know, th- there's things to do in the within the tight end role that 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 is as much much different than you used to be able to do. Paul Mahan at Uncle Paul Mahan. If and when Hugh Freeze comes back to the SEC, what is the impact on Ole Miss? Should we be hoping he goes to the East so we don't have to play him every year, or does it even really matter? Um, I don't think it really matters, man. I think I agree. Kiffin is a better football coach than Hugh Freeze. I mean, it, it, I don't know why people are so obsessed with um, with the Hugh Freeze thing. I mean, yeah, Hugh Freeze is good. I mean, if he were to come back and, and – I mean, I, I would – take Hugh or, or Lane any day but at the same time it, it's no need to worry about Hugh when you already have Lane Kiffin I mean people follow him the most in football so he's gonna get a lot of buzz in recruiting and he can damn coach I mean why even focus great guy love him but he's a thing of the past man D- don't sit there and, and harp over this guy when you have a guy in here that is a better football coach and moves the needle twice as much as Hugh Freeze it looks like I was absolutely right from the people I talked to who said that it was more Freeze than Auburn in regards to his connection to that Auburn job, yeah, he's not even really in consideration for that job. So there you go. He wants Tennessee. Tennessee comes open. That could be a game changer for him. David Hudson at Huddy32. Who is your favorite Atlanta Brave and why is it David Justice? Oh, oh, no, no. No, it's Chipper Jones. I'm obsessed with Chipper Jones. I actually went to cover Seth Smith when he was with the Rockies at Old Turner Field. And I'm down on the field pregame and the Braves are warming up. I'm waiting on Seth Smith. The funniest thing was Todd Helton came and put his hand on my shoulder and said, hey, man, what are, you, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I'm waiting for Seth Smith. And we got to talking, found out all about my life. That's Hall of Famer Todd Helton. But then as I'm waiting on Seth, Chipper's taking ground balls at third base. And I am not a starstruck person. I've been in this business a long time. I was absolutely out of my mind. 
I was fangirling One Direction really hard for Chipper Jones. Blue-collared, comma, hard-nosed, at hard-nosed 15. Any more intel on Brandon Huntley-Hatfield? I haven't heard much of anything. Syracuse has entered the game for Brandon Huntley-Hatfield. The Orange are now a finalist for him, but he is being sold and is taking to the sell from Ole Miss that he could come in and be that program changer, one of the all-time greats. He's really buying into that. But the more you start to add, if Duke comes in there, now Syracuse, it's going to be tough. But Ole Miss has its claws in deep. And if Ole Miss keeps winning, that's the biggest determinant for a guy like him. Because when you're an upstart program, Ole Miss has been to the NCAA tournament nine times. We can still call Ole Miss an upstart program as far as every year national relevance. If you're one of those type of programs, if you want to land a kid like that, one of the very best in his class, a top 10 prospect, got to win. Got to get back to the NCAA tournament. Nubby at NubSup69. <laughs> That's never going to not make me laugh. Of the seniors who don't project as draftees, who is most likely to return? Well, T. Tisdale has already announced pretty much on Twitter that he's returning. That's a big returning guy for Ole Miss. Ryder Anderson makes sense. Braylon mm-hmm. Sanders makes sense. Sam Williams. Sam, Sam's a senior, isn't he? Sam, yes, of course. Absolutely, yes. Do you think he needs to come back? Oh, absolutely. He's Sam. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of talent. He would really benefit from a full off season and really coming out and, um, you know, he he really had all that stuff happening before the season that maybe slowed him down a little bit. He's a he's no sure thing to even get drafted at this moment. So I mean, he's he's a late round guy if at best right now, and I think he can only improve. And worst case, if he doesn't improve, he'll still be a late round guy. Evan O at Evan Elementop. Who is the next great wide receiver at Ole Miss? We've been spoiled for years, and with Elijah leaving, who steps in? I'm, I'm, I'm like this JJ Henry. I really do. I mean, I, I got really pumped once I saw. First off, I think he's highly underrated. I think JJ Henry is a solid four star. I really do. If, if not, maybe a little better. If you look at the offers, when you're in Texas and you have an offer from A&M and Texas, that says something right there. So. Um, I think J.J. Henry is going to be, I mean, just watching how he moves, man. I mean, there's certain guys that you just pop off the screen at you. Um, the the Duke, the dude is, is a, he is literally, a, he is this, the ideal slot for this offense. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be killing it in no time. We are not talking enough about Braylon Brown, a four-star wide receiver that Ole Miss signed on Wednesday. If not for the COVID year of recruiting, that kid would have blown up even more. He's a stud. He's Dante Moncrief. So I would go with him. Braylon Brown would be my guy. But Brad loves J.J. Henry, and far be it for me to ever argue with him because he's forgotten more football than I'll ever know. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. Is there a worse Power 5 program than Vanderbilt? Man, they are. They have really, really fallen off. I mean, they've always you know struggled, but they, they at least have been competitive here recently. But... They are, um, yeah, they they look really bad the, this past season. But, you know, that's, that's Vandy's thing, man. I mean, I don't think they put a whole lot of emphasis into, into winning, even though I feel like they could in, in football. But, um, you know, yeah, they're they are a pretty bad football team this year. All right, let's go this way. Let's play it out this way. Would you rather have Vanderbilt or Kansas? Ooh, I would take Vandy. And exactly. Here's, here's the thing with Vandy. Okay, they're in Nashville. If they built a nice stadium there and actually emphasized wanting to win in football, Vandy could turn it around, but they're that's just not, they don't care there about that. I mean, Vandy is a, they would be a prime SEC school. I mean, if, if they would have to put the, put the time and money into it, but Vandy could be a very attractive place to go and um, go to college and get a great education and, and play football, but their academic standards and the whole nine just, just makes it nearly impossible for them. All right, you're making my point. So we've already said that Kansas is worse. Would you rather have Vanderbilt or Rutgers? Oof. I would go Vandy just because I'm a Southern guy. Okay, there you go. That's what I'm saying. There's competition. But James Franklin has proven you can turn Vanderbilt into something. Clark Lay is a great hire for Vanderbilt. I know he's a former Vanderbilt guy, but that's the defensive coordinator from Notre Dame. That is a good hire for Vanderbilt. Make no mistake about it. If it was the worst Power 5 job, that's too good of a candidate. That's too good of a candidate to land if you're the worst Power 5 job. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a tough football program, but the, the sale of Nashville and living there is not nearly as bad as like a Rutgers or a Kansas or something. I mean, yeah. you, get to, you get to go to a prestigious school and live in an amazing city. Like, that's not all so bad. I'm just saying, there's some upside to Vanderbilt. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. Of the players that have signed, who do you see as immediate impact players? I'll handle this one. Let's, let me see. Tysheem Johnson, Hudson Wolf. 
Braylon Brown, Markevious Brown, Dink Jackson, J.J. Henry, Jamon Gordon, Isaiah Eaton. Mm, that's where I would go to start. That's a pretty good group. No, no MJ Daniels, all that hype on him. I just don't know where he plays. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I can't. I can't wait to see them sort this out. I mean, we got some ballers, so don't be surprised if you don't see you know opening day next year. Um, you don't see a handful of these guys in there pretty quickly. Beham Ole Miss Club at Beham Rebel Club. Who has the crappiest NFL locker room? Um, well, it used to be um, it used to be the Raiders. And let me tell you something. The Raiders was so bad. I mean, you, first off, you're playing in a baseball stadium. The Raiders locker room was a, so you were you were a football team inside of a baseball locker room. So they had to bring in different lockers. It was tiny. And it was, I mean, it was, it was bad. It was real bad. Yeah, at the old Ranger Stadium, I, I bet their new stadium is extremely nice. But yeah, that one comes to mind. And um, you know, Green Bay's not too great either. Um, but yeah, for the most part, that Raiders one was inexcusable. That was almost as bad as Vandy's locker room. I am not an NFL player or an NFL personnel person or an NFL coach, and I could have told you, Oakland Alameda Stadium had to be the worst. It's one of the worst sports venues for baseball, for football. It's horrible. I mean, they were like known for, they would, they would have just like a bunch of like Playboy magazines in the locker. I mean, it was just weird. I mean, it was a, that was a weird experience going to play at that Alameda stadium. I mean, it was from, from the time you pulled on the property to the time you left, it was, um, yeah, it was interesting to say the least. Dave at gunboat, Dave, what's the ceiling and what's the floor for next year's team? Um, I think that, if if we play a normal schedule and we get all our non-conference games in, I, I think it, I would be pretty disappointed if we came out and went, you know, six and six or, um, you know, right around 500 or worse. I think that would be, I mean, that would have to be, you know, really a, a, a downgradable event for Ole Miss. But, I mean, you look at the ceiling, I mean, you got Alabama losing, losing, you know, a lot of their offense. We have the best quarterback in, in the SEC, maybe the nation coming back. We, we've we've addressed some good needs in, in in recruiting, so if Ole Miss came out and and was right there and had a chance to win the West, I would not be shocked whatsoever. But I fully expect us to be you know anywhere between nine nine ten wins somewhere in there with a chance to compete. Beham Ole Miss Club at Beham Rebel Club basketball prediction after three games, top five in the SEC NCAA tournament team. That's assuming that they fix their perimeter shooting problems. As we're recording this, they're playing Middle Tennessee State, so can't really comment on that at this point. We'll get right back to Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet in this mailbag edition, supersized mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. After I tell you briefly about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. It's the holiday season, and what better gift for yourself, for your significant other, than a new car? Well, the only place to go this time of year to get that done is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. They're going to take care of you and get you into your next vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford is Brian and Mason and the rest of the staff aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Tell them Talk of Champions sent you. They're hardcore Ole Miss fans. They'll probably want to talk some Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss football, upcoming Ole Miss basketball, some baseball. But more importantly, they'll want to make the process as seamless as possible, that you get what you want at a good price. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Celebrate the holiday in style. Alan Samuels. Let's be friends. Brian Conger at Conger underscore Brian. When is 40 coming back? Can Sherlock it? I don't know. I haven't heard from my friend in quite some time. Whenever he wants to come, he's welcome back. David Hinton at D Hinton 47. Biggest immediate impact signee both sides of the ball. Um, I think we've, we've done this a little bit, but... Um... Um, any one of those defensive guys, I mean, we have some dudes, some D linemen from Juco, obviously they're going to step in and play um, rather quickly, add some speed to that defense. And, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of good athletes in the secondary as well that I think are going to come in and, 
and play. You're going to have Otis Reese as well in there, which is, you know, glad to have him and pair him up with a good young safety. What could be a, could be a pretty, um, pretty awesome combination. I'm going to do a cop-out answer for offense and say the tight end transfer that they land. And then for defense, one of Jamon Gordon or Isaiah Eaton as defensive tackles because Ole Miss has had no interior push all year. Bobby Ray Gray at Bobby Ray Gray. I know it's early speculation, but how realistic is the buzz on Lane Kiffin to Auburn? Do you think he'd take it? I've kind of covered this. There was real smoke there. But there's always going to be smoke with Lane Kiffin, and that's okay. For fun, let's say he does leave after one year. I don't want to do that. I don't think that's very fun, Bobby. And <laughs> I don't think the listeners would think that's very fun either. Greg Murphy at Murph Surf Murph. Any ideas for shirts you can think of that you want to see made, like the Mary Flipmas shirt or the LFG shirts? No, I think that um, Grind City shirts or whatever it is, all bases covered. They've really done good there. And I would venture to say they're really making bank. At Murph Surf Murph. Harry Potter house quiz time. Oh, God. Brad's got to be rolling his eyes at every single listener outside of us, Greg. Coach Yo, Ravenclaw, Lane Kiffin, Slytherin, Ole Miss Kermit, Hufflepuff, Bradley Sal, Gryffindor, and David Johnson, Gryffindor. I'm looking up Gryffindor. He better be a he better be an amazing dude. <laughs> it's a house, Brad. Godric Gryffindor uh, is what the person that Gryffindor is named after. Please, please don't allow me to expose how much of a dork I am. Please don't let me do that on this podcast. I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, Harry Potter, I don't, I don't even. I don't uh, want I mean, you and so many people that comment on my message board to know how much of a dork I am. Nate at <laughs> Nate underscore Bloomberg. What's the worst secret Santa gift you ever received? But for real, do you think this class fills some of the holes on defense? Um, worst Secret Santa gift. I have actually uh, never played Secret Santa. We used to do it in the NFL. We would do, you know, basically like a gag gift and then like a Secret Santa gift. I think one time I received like a big, um, like a big foot massager. And like, dude, think about it. We're a size 14 and a half. Like there's no standard foot massager that's going to be, you know, going to be good enough. So, I, I mean, literally it's just this big, huge thing that, that I brought home and it was a, ter- it was a terrible gift for, for dudes that were playing in the NFL. I mean, it was, it's just not a solid gift that, that, that person gets a big boo for that gift. But for real, he asked does Nate, do you think this class fills some of the holes on defense? We've kind of covered this, but both you and I are very high on this defensive class. Yeah. Very, very good defensive class. Um, can't defense, obviously when you're sitting there right next to dead last, um, something's going to happen with it. I mean, there's definitely going to get better. I don't think it worse. So, yeah, I think there's some good holes filled. I think there's a lot of athletes being added to it, which can add some speed. And then, you know, we, we added quite a few good D-linemen, and, and hopefully we get the guys, the seniors that come back and decide to have a full spring and get better and add some experience outside the ball. It could be a really serviceable unit. Justin Bush at Bush Justin D. What has been the biggest mic drop comment you've seen on Twitter on signing day for me? It was when someone added Robin Tannehill on Caden Costa's signing video. That was just, that was just brutal, man. Oh, that was that so is, bad. That's that was just, absolutely brutal. Yeah, it's just cruel. That's just mean. Um, mic drop moment. It's not really a mic drop moment, but it's kind of obvious, isn't it? When Hugh Freeze tweeted out against the protests of Matt Luke and Tyler Siski, if you have any information about recruiting violations. Um, send it to compliance at olmist.edu. Otherwise, don't disparage these young men. I mean, that's kind of what led to the downward spiral of Hugh Freeze's time at Ole Miss, right? That has to be the biggest comment ever made if we're talking about Ole Miss Twitter mic drop recruiting moments. I know you're looking for those gotcha, oh, you're wrong, screw you moments. That moment changed everything, everything. Brandon Hudspeth at B underscore Hud, my buddy Brandon. Is it true... If you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> B Hud, man, I, I, I love that guy. As a matter of fact, his his brother is the one that brought me to the Tampa Bay Bucks. So, so B Hud's a good dude. Not sure where his question's coming from, but yeah, typically if you if you if you don't use it, you lose. That can be that can be applied to a lot of things in life. Use it, Brandon. Use it as often as you can. Ann Clark Downing at Ann Clark D. Brad. Ann Clark is my neighbor. She's got it. If every Ole Miss football player had Ann Clark's energy, 
Ole Miss would be off the chain. That lady gives the best haze and waves you've ever seen in your life. She's got so much energy. I wish I ate what she ate every day. And she calls you Bradley. I'm starting to question everything about our relationship right. at this point. I mean, I've been calling you Brad for, what, 12 years? 13? Bradley, what was your favorite Christmas present from one of your NFL quarterbacks? What did you give your quarterbacks for Christmas? Okay, I, I, one year, um, one year in Arizona, Carson Palmer bought all the O linemen a brand new Segway, and that was seriously the the free, and it was like the best one you could get. So it was the coolest gift ever. Um, I mean, I used to drive that thing all around Arizona. I would go through the the drive through at the bank. I would go through Walgreens to pick up, you know, my my prescription. I mean, it was literally the coolest thing. And I never got a quarterback anything because I literally gave him my chin every week. So um, never, never did I get a quarterback a gift. They always make a ton of money, and um, I just would die on a bind for him every week. So they got, they got, you know, three, three to five years of my life for Christmas. Oh man, that is dark. Jim Shoot at DFW Landshark. Do you think Ole Miss holds two or three spots for the transfer portal? They don't have to. They're going to have two or three spots. Two spots that come open in June. When the LOIs signed by Jerry and Jones and Fabian Lovett, yes, they signed LOIs or binding papers that Ole Miss has to honor, even though they're not playing for Ole Miss, they're playing for Florida State or played for Florida State. They roll off in June. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. I have two girls, your daughter's ages. Mine are eight and four. What are you getting them for Christmas? Oh, God. Oh, thank God. None of my family listen to any podcast I put up. Wife, kids, dad, my brothers occasionally, my friend Russ, who's the worst. Okay, so my daughters, I got to whisper, maybe they're listening. Gracie is getting a new bike, and Riley is getting a new scooter, and they both asked for Nerf guns, so I got absolutely baller Nerf guns, and I was really excited that they asked for those. No prompting for me, so I'm fired up. We're about to have some battles. I can't wait for them to open those up. And the funniest gift that my youngest daughter, Riley, who's so much like me, She's loud. It's great. She wanted, y'all remember in Toy Story 4, Gabby Gabby? She has one of those. But you remember the really creepy ventriloquist doll? The one that used to be in Goosebumps, I think, <laughs> called Benson? This little girl wants a friggin' Benson. And I'll be damned if I didn't buy her one with excitement, because that, to me, is hilarious. To want that creepy, terrifying-looking doll. She wanted one, and she's going to get one. That's outstanding. What are the Christmas presents that are going to be given out in the Sowell household? Um, so one of my daughters is getting a hoverboard, so I probably need to get her some additional insurance. Oh, my God. You're going to make um, me look so bad. <laughs> uh, so then, then one of them wants a printer. So she is what? very artsy. Yeah, she wants a printer. So I got her a printer for a room so she can print off you know, pictures and then draw them. So, and then my boys, they're getting, um, one's getting an iPad because he's only one and he's, he'll need one eventually. So uh. those things are the best. Then my other son is getting a, um, he wants a Hulk and an Iron Man mask. So, um, I'm trying to get him, you know, away from the superheroes and more into sports, but we'll get there. Superheroes are dope, man. Get him into Spider-Man. Anybody can wear the mask. Oh God, here I go again. I'm going to expose myself as a dork. Brian Green at Brian G1214. Bradley, your go-to restaurants growing up in Hernando. Um, actually, man, there's two in Hernando. One just closed down after you know 60 years, probably yeah, right, probably more than 60 years open. It was called oh, Coleman's man. Barbecue. I, ha I hate to see that go. It was literally the first restaurant there. And then there's a place called The Dip. It's called The Velvet Cream in Hernando. I've been around the U.S. I've lived all over the U.S. The dip has the best milkshake you have ever had in your life. Any flavor, it's it's the bomb. The dip in Hernando, I mean, it's worth the drive. Sometimes we literally, we have nothing else to do. We'll drive up to Hernando just to go get a milkshake um, from the dip. It's that good. Chicken George's in New Albany, Mississippi is the best place to go in New Albany. I'm just saying. Corey Clark, at Corey underscore Clark underscore 91. Which recruits could be ready to come in and start as true freshmen? and which need a year or more to develop. That's always a crapshoot. But if you made me guess, for Brad, it's J.J. Henry, because he's been gushing all over this kid this entire podcast. For me, it's Braylon Brown. Tysheem Johnson's another one for me. The offensive linemen are always going to be the ones that need to take the most time. I agree. The, the O-line just takes a while, man. I mean, the physicality is a different ballgame in the SEC. When you have an 18-year-old kid coming in, 
going against a 22 year old senior. I mean, that that's some serious mature, mature, mis, maturity mismatch, you know, a lot of receivers and stuff can get away with it, but you know, in the trenches, usually O-linemen need, need a good year of lifting and, and kind of getting their body ready for, um, you know, re- ready for that, that kind of, that, that level of power that they're going to have to face. Kenneth Collins at Rebel Fan 68. By the end of the season, who will be the Ole Miss scoring assist and rebound leaders? Scoring Devontae, assists, Luis Rodriguez, rebounds, Ramelo White. Brian Conger at Conger underscore Brian. Why was Pounder's scholarship offer pulled? Ole Miss didn't have room. It wasn't cool what they did. And I think everybody agrees about that. I hate it for that kid. I really do. He landed at Memphis. Awesome. I hope he has an outstanding career at Memphis. That was a bummer. Justin Bush at Bush Justin D. Who do you think was a big miss out of this recruiting class? Well, they didn't miss out on many at all, but obviously it's John Lewis, the linebacker out of Germantown. He was a guy that almost discovered. Yeah. He uh, became a four-star prospect and he ended up at Mississippi State. That's the big one. Brian Conger at Conger underscore Brian. Have mullets officially made a comeback? Who is sporting a mullet outside of Mike Gundy? <laughs> yeah, no. In order to sport a mullet, you got to have... Um unbelievable swag. I mean, you need to either like a six pack, you need to be able to run really, you gotta have something that distracts people from that mullet. But if you're just a regular guy wearing a mullet, that's just creepy. John Hardman at H man, four, seven, eight, which players from this class start day one? Oh God, here we go. One of Jamon Gordon or Isaiah Iton, Brad thinks JJ Henry and whoever they landed tight end in the transfer portal. Cody in Sanders at Southern Sanders. If the signees or that's supposed to be of, of the signees, who do you think will make an immediate impact on both offense and defense? Cody, appreciate the question. We've covered that one. Cody is a longtime dedicated listener to Talk of Champions. So shouts out to you, Cody. Thank you for the question. We've covered that one, but keep bringing them because I always want more questions. John Caleb Wilson at John Caleb Wilson. Which defensive signees could be starters next fall? Isaiah Iton, Jamon Gordon, Tyson Johnson. If they land a transfer, another Otis Reese type maybe? Justin Bush at Bush Justin D over under Brad, a hundred point five points for the Ole Miss LSU game. Oh, hundred point five. I think this game is going to be somewhere in that forty five to thirty eight range. So I'm gonna go slightly under, but just a. I mean, it's gonna be that's that's pretty tight. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be tight. Maybe I'm completely misreading this game, but I would be hammering if that were the line. I would be hammering the under. There's no way that these teams score 50 apiece. Yeah, I'm with you. It, it'll be it'll be tight. I mean, it's going to be. I, I like somewhere in the 40s, somewhere in the 30s. I, I, I mean, that, that's a lot. Of, that's 50. I mean, that's that's 50 points apiece. So I mean, that's going to be tough. Last one, Justin Bush at Bush Justin D. Whose commitment surprised you the most? That's a really tough question because obviously you want to say MJ Daniels, but. I knew about the LOI on Tuesday night, so that one didn't really surprise me. Marquise Brown's signature, there was no Auburn's making a push or this team's making a push. No, it was Ole Miss believes it's got him, and it stayed that way all day. He was one of the last guys to sign late in the afternoon or mid-afternoon, and there was no drama. Maybe that would be the guy, but that was what was so positive about Wednesday. There just weren't any real surprises. Because for the most part, the last handful of years, the surprises for Ole Miss football have not been good. This has been Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already subscribed, review Talk of Champions on iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. Before we get out of here, on Wednesday, some breaking news. The NCAA has ruled all transfers are eligible starting now. And now was Wednesday. Are we going to see Jacob Springer against LSU? Jacob Springer in the bowl game? Are recruits going to potentially be able to play in these games? Yeah, I thought that was that was interesting. I'd be interested to see how they handle that. But but how cool would that be for a? <laughs> I mean, for like a, a MJ Daniels or one of the or one of the kids coming in to be able to actually get in and, and play a college game. I think that actually is, adds an interesting dynamic, um, you know, moving forward. But how how cool is it that Ole Miss put themselves in a position? As negative as this year was, as as many delays as there was in games, but um, how cool would it be to see actually some of our recruits um, get to come in in a year that doesn't count and get to get a little bit of SEC experience or bowl experience um, under their belt and kind of just see what it's like to, to go through an SEC game to get the jitters out of there. 
Um, I mean, that, that'd be really cool. It'd be nice to tune in. How cool to be to see like an MJ Daniels make a pick in the ball game, literally and just playing in high school the, the same year. So some uh, unprecedented times, but it'll be, it'll be cool to see if the, if they allow them to, to do this and, and get a chance to play. But why now? Why couldn't you have done this in October? If you, this was always going to be where you landed, you could have done this in August. You could have done this in June, easily in September. Why now? The NCAA will never make sense to me. Politico reported on Wednesday the Supreme Court will hear a landmark antitrust case brought by student-athletes against the NCAA in a case that could upend the college sports business model. The Supreme Court will hear arguments in the case in the spring, likely in March or April. The justices will issue a decision before the current term ends in June. I'm not going to get into the big discussion. They're about to get paid. The days of exploiting the labor force, they're about to be over. I know Brad has thoughts. We'll touch on that after Christmas. Hey, man, you have a wonderful Christmas. Tell the family hello. Chill with the eggnog. Not too much rum. I hope you get everything you want. And we'll see you in a week, week after next. So thank you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Merry Christmas and hotty toddy, Ben. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.